Hey friends, welcome to the Nerd of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Jess Carey. This show is devoted to busy people wanting to dig a bit deeper into the Word of God. In each episode, we will unpack a scripture's relevance, interesting facts, and modern application. My hope is that you will understand the Bible more clearly and how marvelous it is to live a life as a nerd of the Word. Hello there, Nerd of the Word listeners. This week, we are diving into the topic of friendship and community and how friendship and fellowship are vital to our confidence, our mental health, and living out the full life that God intended for us. Now, I love the benefits of friendship that the Mayo Clinic has published, and here's what they say, that friendship can increase your sense of belonging and purpose. It can boost your happiness and reduce stress. It can improve your self-confidence and your self-worth. So good. And it also can help you cope with traumas like divorce or serious illness or job loss. So the benefits of friendship are clear, and they're clear both from science and from the Bible. From the get-go, God tells us that it is not good for man to be alone. That's Genesis 2.18. And we saw what isolation can do. During the COVID-19 pandemic, as stay-at-home orders were given, there was a significant increase in anxiety, depression, and even PTSD. Clearly, you guys, we need people. Now, with that being said, it can actually be difficult to make friends and to maintain friendships. But as Jesus followers, we are called to do life together. Let's get into our verse for today. Our verse comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. And here's what it says. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, that little word day, that is a capital D on that because that's a proper day when Jesus returns or judgment day happens. All right, let's get into some of the other history and nerdy things about this passage. An interesting fact about the book of Hebrews is that it has an anonymous author and an anonymous audience. However, it was likely written to a group of Jewish believers because the author quotes the Torah or the first five books of the Bible a whole lot. In verse 24, that word spur in this passage has a very intriguing connotation. So according to the expositor's Bible commentary, the word rendered spur is actually a noun, and it means irritation or exasperation. It's a bit like a boot spur used to encourage a horse to pick up the pace. That's the essence of that word. Another word worth investigating is the specific word for love here. And according to the Moffat commentary, love is the ancient Greek word agape. And that's very significant in the New Testament because love or agape love needs stimulation and society. Now, faith and hope, that can be practiced in solitary confinement, in a hermit cell or on a desert island. But the exercise or practice of agape or love is possible only in community. This verse is beginning to sort of outline something pretty clear, I think, that we need people They need us, and without community, we will never be able to fully practice love or fully receive love. Now, I know I love that the Word of God says God is love, 
And if we desire to know God and experience the fullness of his love, we must be willing to do life alongside others, even those who spur us on, right? All right, verse 25, it says, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Now, this is a reference to a worship gathering of some kind. It could relate to church attendance or synagogue attendance or more small, intimate gatherings of believers or possibly both. It's a bit ambiguous to what type of gathering, but the meaning is clear. We are meant to gather with other Christians to do life with them and encourage one another. Let's talk about how this applies to us today. Because it can be difficult to make new friends or get involved. In fact, I've actually mentored and coached many people who found themselves struggling with their faith. And one of the most common circumstances I hear is that they don't attend church regularly, they're not serving or volunteering, and they don't have very many Christian friends. Coincidence? I don't think so. So trust me, I understand the overwhelming task of building community and making friends. And this is especially true if you've recently moved or gotten divorced or had to leave a toxic environment. But I have some good news, you guys. This is good nerd of the word news. I personally have moved many times, including a stint internationally, and I've been successful at making friends and building community in each region. So I have some tips and habits to help you guys start to build lasting friendships and build a Christian community. So here they are. Number one, invite others to the things that you are already doing. I've found that most people are waiting for an invitation. They're hoping someone will include them in their exciting events. So just invite people along. Number two, host a Bible study or a small group from your home. Maybe you have a really small home. Okay, we'll invite people to a Bible study or a small group in your local coffee shop. And here's the deal. You don't need a certificate of pastoral ministry to talk about God and pray for each other. My husband and I have done this in every area we have moved to. And many of those people who came to our home and got involved in our little Bible study, they are still our friends today. They encouraged us in our faith. We've done life together and we've remained in touch. So it's a great way to start to build community. Number three, get involved at your local church. Regular attendance is the, a great first step and I, I strongly urge that. But you really, really get to know people when you commit to serving, when you commit to volunteering. If you want to be an insider in your church, it's vital to get involved. All right, number four, Pray for God to lead you to godly friendships. Don't underestimate the power of prayer here, guys. God knows the type of people that you need, and he knows the type of people who need you. Pray for God to orchestrate those friendships. friendships rather. And number five, be the friend you want to have. Be the type of friend that you want to have in your life. So send messages of encouragement. Show up for people's life events. You know, send birthday cards or give birthday cards. Buy their kids stuff when they need to raise money for their sports teams and babysit for one another. These are the types of friends that I have in my life. I have great, awesome, amazing friends. And I'd like to think that that is in part because this is the kind of friend that I try to be. Life in isolation is a dangerous place. We've seen how it threatens our mental health, but it also can open us up to some seriously dangerous temptations. 
The devil knows that trying to conquer the whole herd of sheep is way harder than going after that one wayward sheep. So don't be the wandering sheep, all right? Find your flock, build your community, be in fellowship. That is a a great way to assure your safety as a believer. And being the nerd of the word that I know you are, you will be fully equipped to be a great friend to others. So don't be afraid to take the first step and make the first move. You have got this, friend. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for creating us to live in community. We know that it is through relationships that we grow in faith and experience the fullness of your love. Forgive us when we have isolated ourselves or shied away from getting involved. Help us when we feel insecure and give us a boldness to make new friends. Help us to maintain a regular habit of fellowship with other believers because we know that this is your will for our lives. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, guys, next week we're going to be talking about the topic of burnout. And in our hurry and hustle culture, this is an episode that I think we could all use, including myself. Thanks for listening to the Nerd of the Word podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you loved what you heard today, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with your friends and family or give it a positive review. For more great resources, please check out my website at www.jessicacarey.co. Thanks again and catch you next time.